It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hey, guys. This is uh, LP from New Jersey. How you guys doing? Uh, first thing I want to do is thank you uh, for what you guys do. Uh, being a fan from New Jersey, uh, you don't really get the content, you know. Um, you, know you don't get the radio stations. You don't get the TV coverage. You, know, you don't get much at all. So uh, it's nice to tune into something and you know on a daily basis. Uh, so I appreciate you guys for what you do. The other thing about being a, a you know fan not in the market is. You know, you have to go on social media. I don't really love social media, but you got to go on there in order to interact. I mean, there's nobody to talk to, you know, when you're not in the market. You know, there's nobody to inter- interact with about your your team. So that's that's your outlet, right? And I'm amazed at how people are turning on Heineke. Now, I'm not one of these people that is, you know, crowning him the next coming or saying, you know, he he's got to be your starter for the next bunch of years. I will say this about him, though. He's a good quarterback from what I've seen. Now, the flip side of that is he's, he's basically a rookie. I don't know if people are understanding this. He may be 28 years old, but he really doesn't have starting experience. First team rep, two interceptions. The first one, stupid, right? It's a stupid, stupid mistake. I, I, show me a quarterback that doesn't throw a stupid interception, right? The second one, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put on the team. He's behind by 30 points because of an inept defense. And he's trying to force an issue because he wants to bring the team back. You know, I'm not going to eat his lunch for that as, a, as basically a rookie. I'm sorry. You are Locked On Washington football team. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On the Washington football team with the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I am Dave Harrison, Washington football team being right for SI.com. He is Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Better show on the Team 980 Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern and on the Odyssey app. Thank you for making the Locked on Washington football team podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. You can also find us on Twitter at RussellMania621, at DHarrison82, and at LockedWFT Pod. Today's show brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit the rockauto.com website and tell them, that locked on sent you thank you again watch football team fans for making the locked on watch football team podcast first listen every single day on this episode we're going to discuss our takeaways from the washington football team's week three loss to the buffalo bills i want to give a shout out to lp from jersey with the voicemail that opened up today's show and and chris honestly i'm, I'm yeah. a little bit surprised like lp is too as much as people were wanting to buy taylor heineke in after week two they're almost just as quickly wanting to sell him after week three. Yeah, I, I think LP had some strong, you know, opinions there, and we appreciate it very much and and uh, understand where he's coming from. Um, listen, I, I mean, I, here's the way I approach it, David, and 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 this is just me, right? Um, I I think I think when you're a starting quarterback in the NFL, and unfortunately, like for Taylor Heineke there is a lot of frustration in the fan base. I think there's going to be a lot less patience than he probably deserves. Right. 
And that's just the reality of the situation. The organization has largely stunk for 30 years and they're, you know, they're missing a franchise type quarterback that other great organizations seemingly find. Um, You know, so I think that leads to a lot of irrational behavior. Now, I can just speak for myself, what we've talked about on this podcast, what I talk about on the radio show and what I talk about on Twitter, which is like, I like Taylor Heineke. I want him to be successful. He's a good kid, young man. He's worked his butt off. I give him a lot of credit. That being said, I don't think I'm being irresponsible or wrong or whatever for having some significant questions about how he's going to progress. And I think the NFL has backed that up. Um, So here's what I would say is it it seems like we're being rough on him or maybe non-believers, but I would also say that you know, at least from our perspective and and maybe my perspective, I don't want to speak necessarily for you. We're trying to, mm-hmm. you know, we have a job to do, right? And, yeah. and of course we want him to succeed, but we have to be fair and balance all of that with the good things and the bad things. And sometimes it's going to be more bad than good. Just like after the Giants game, it was more good than bad. But I mean, honestly, even, listen, even that Giants game and, you know, I don't, I don't want to open up old wounds or place a wound where there's not one already, but I mean, Listen, if, if Washington loses that game, right, if, if Dexter Lawrence isn't flagged for that offsides, which we've talked about, it may not have been an actual offsides penalty that should he, that he should have been flagged for, uh, and they lose that game, people are talking about that Taylor Heineke interception yep. there late in the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, sure. this, and this entire narrative is a little bit different when this team is 0-3. Uh, and, and again, none of it, and believe me, I would not have taken a victory lap going, ha-ha, I told you guys he wasn't ready. That's not at all what we're here to do. Like you said, we have a job to do, and the job is to be honest with you guys. Uh, the listeners out there, which that's what we're always going to do. I know we had a comment saying that we're not really uh fan enough, you know, sometimes and, and that's fair. You know what I mean? But listen, we'll celebrate the victories and we'll celebrate the good with you guys. And we, you know, we'll do our best to do that. Uh, but our job is, is not to, I wouldn't say, I'm going to say sugarcoat. There are people out there who are paid to sugarcoat the product that you see on the field. Uh, I'm not going to call them out because they do a very good job and that's what they're paid to do. And, and that's part of the business, you know what I mean? But that's their job. And then we have our job here. Uh, and we're going to do our job the best that we can, just like LP left us that amazing voicemail. Great topic uh, to discuss. And yeah, I mean, Taylor still has a lot to prove. The good thing about Taylor Heineke, whether you believe in him or not, honestly, is he's he's got more games. Like he's going to start against the Falcons. You know what I mean? He's probably going to start after that. And Ryan Fitzpatrick is still weeks away from returning if if he returns, you know, at all. I don't, I don't want to say that like I'm leading towards something, but just kind of the way that I'm going to say it. Um, so Taylor still has time to show whether or not he is a legitimate quarterback for this team or if Ryan Fitzpatrick needs to take over when he comes back. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So there's so many questions about the quarterback and where that position is heading, but there's so many questions about this football team period, David. Um, So let's get to this real quickly and then maybe we can expand upon it. uh, You know, when we can Uh, one big thing that needs to change with some time in the rear view mirror after this, uh, one-sided loss in in Buffalo. Uh, I'm not sure where you're going to go, but I'll just give you something. I think Jack mm-hmm. Del Rio needs to get more aggressive on 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 defense. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, while most people are going to say he needs to blitz more, and, and certainly I expect to see some of that, I'm going to say he needs to play more man defense. This team is not good enough in zone, quite honestly, to continue to play zone it's it's like death by a thousand paper cuts it's (laughs) not good and sometimes it's more than the paper cuts 
but a lot of times it's paper cuts. They need to be more aggressive on the back end and in general so that they don't have to blitz as much. Uh, right. so that they don't have to rely as much on the pass rush. Yeah, no, that's, that's a very good take. And, and and I will tell you that it actually kind of leads into one of my takeaways for segment two here. So I'm going to leave that one alone for right now. But my big thing that needs to change for this Washington football team uh, ahead of week four against the Atlanta Falcons is that this offense needs to expand while simplifying. And I'm going to explain that just real quick. And this actually bleeds off of a voicemail that we got on yesterday's episode. So it's I love the way that we, we can tie the listeners into this whole thing. And that listener is going to enjoy hearing me say this. So they, they talked about Antonio Gibson being used more as a receiver and uh, Jared Patterson being used more just period. And, and especially obviously as a runner, not Jared taking over as a starting running back, not Antonio being a, a full-time wide receiver, but just using them in those roles again. And we kind of expanded on that I kind of mentioned Peyton Barber who, Oh, by the way, just had like a career day with the Las Vegas Raiders this weekend. So that's awesome. Um, well, it is awesome for him. He's a good kid. But uh, for the Washington football team, you know, while you're while you're while you're sitting here saying, "Man, we really kind of wish we had a really powerful running back to to use uh, to help out our quarterback." Well, you had one, and now he's in Vegas helping out Derek Carr. So, how do you fix that? You're you're not bringing Peyton back, right? Like that's not going to happen. You know, uh, I don't know, Jerome Bettis isn't unretiring to play for Washington anytime soon. Stuff like that. So you just, you have what you have. So they can simplify this offense while expanding the roles of other players on it. And so what I mean by when I say simplify by expanding is use all your weapons, like put John Bates out there and get him into some of these pass routes, get Jared Patterson on the field and do some things with him, get some screen games mm -hmm. going with your wide receivers, even though Curtis Samuel isn't on the field, simplify this thing, but expand the roles of other players. And before you look at me and respond to me and say, well, maybe those players aren't ready to play. Taylor Heineke is not ready to carry this offense on his back, but that is what he's being asked to do. So if you're going to ask him to do it unprepared or ill-prepared, not because of any fault of the coaching staff, just because of the scenario that he's in, ask your other players to do it too. They're on the team. They want to have a say in whether this team is successful or it fails. And you never know. You might find out that a guy like, I don't know, say John Bates, turns out he's a really great receiver in game, even if he isn't in practice. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's interesting, and and I'm I'm definitely with you on on giving some other guys a shot to see if you catch a little lightning in the bottle. We'll have more on that and Curtis Samuel's situation as the week moves along because he's now finally eligible to return from uh, the injured reserve list. Hey guys, uh, and Washington football fans, I'm Chris Russell along with David Harrison, and we want to let you know about an incredible app that everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. Our listeners are making up to 25 cents per gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. I did it actually over the weekend, uh, and I'm already up and running and saving, uh, you know, again, 25 cents. But here's the cool part. If you use the promo code TOUCHDOWN, you'll get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. I was all over the place this weekend, Buffalo, Canton, Ohio, back home to Virginia. You got save yourself some money. You'll get up to 20 uh, 50 cents back cash back when you use the promo code touchdown. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Again, download 
the app for free and use the promo code touchdown to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back. There's no catch, guys. Again, the cash back gets right back into your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Get Upside app and use the promo code touchdown to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Promo code touchdown. Football is back and betonline.ag is still your number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline.ag continues to be your number one source for everything football. Head over to the website today, sign up, and get a welcome bonus by using the promo code Locked On when you make your first deposit. Just sign up again at BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code Locked On with your first deposit, and you'll receive a special initial deposit bonus. Whether you're looking for football, basketball, boxing, or your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, it is Takeaway Tuesday right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast, along with David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell. Again, make sure you follow David uh, at dharrison82. Read him on si.com, part of Fan Nation, uh, covering the Washington Football Team. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Russellmania621, and our Twitter account for the show is out of jail officially at LockedWFTPod at LockedWFTPod. So, David, um, as we as we kind of go through the process here of getting past Buffalo. Buffalo, looking ahead to Atlanta. Uh, we reviewed the game on the last episode. Now on this Takeaway Tuesday, it's time for you to give me the most important takeaway that you have after three weeks and after a bad loss. And again, heading into what everybody kind of originally yeah. circled as an easy win. Yeah, so it uh, it kind of it's it's going to talk about coaching. And we've kind of already touched on this, and I kind of get the feeling you're going to disagree with me a little bit. Um, so that's why I saved a little bit of time here in segment two for this specifically. So there are four key characteristics, four key factors in, leader, in a leadership environment, right? There's the lead, the leader, the situation, and the communication. At least that's what we're taught in the Army. I know it's not just taught in the military, but that's what I was taught as a leader, is those are the four keys to leadership, is understanding the lead, the person that you are instructing, leading, you know, whatever, whatever role you're in, the person who is reliant on you for information, the plan, the game plan, the way ahead, the leader, which is, which is you and how, and how well, you know, yourself, your limitations, your capabilities, your understanding of your job, the situation is self-explanatory. It's whatever situation we're in. And then the communication comes into it. And all of them are equally important. If not uh, the lead are actually the most important part of that scenario. And listen, the lead are the players on the field. The leaders are the coaches in, in, in the, in the meetings, the situation is you're you're one and two. You could very easily be zero and three. You're not the NFC East champions that you that you maybe thought you were, and that a lot of people thought you were. And listen, Ron Rivera mentioned expectations being outside and not inside. Listen, Chase Young back in in June said that on paper this was the best defense in the NFL. So the expectations were just as high inside the building as they were outside in the communication. And that's kind of where I really get to this thing. And I kind of want to shift to a different analogy. If you're a choreographer and you're in your in your in your you're orchestrating a dance and your dance troupe isn't getting the steps right, there is a time in a in a in a place where you say the dancers just need to get in step, right? And that's and we've heard that from Coach Rivera already. The players need to go out there and execute. And it's frustrating as coaches. We teach them how to do it. We tell them how to do it. We show them how to do it, and then they don't go do it. And I got that. There has to come a day, if it keeps happening, right, where as coaches as leaders you have to say. 
okay, the dance isn't right. We need to change the steps. We need to change the dance. It kind of goes into what you're talking about. Zone is, in my opinion, and in the opinion of, of other people and some people who actually coach the games, so just for what it's worth, zone is a very, very difficult scheme to run because every single member of the coverage has to be in sync and has to see the same thing and communicate. And when you're getting to know each other, when you're getting to know a scheme and just in the, in the heat of battle, that's a very difficult thing to do sometimes. And what we've seen through three weeks is that this defense is not thriving in zone coverage. Now, does that mean they're going to thrive in straight up man coverage? Not necessarily, but at a certain point, and, and this is kind of what I wrote for SI.com. I wrote, uh, you know, Ron, Ron Rivera called this a measuring stick game beforehand before facing Buffalo. And the way that I titled it is they came up short and they didn't just come up a little short. They came up a lot short. Eventually, the more you try to do the same thing, expecting different results, that's the definition of what? Insanity, right? So again, understanding all of these things, it's about time. And I don't know if they're there yet, but Coach Rivera kind of dropped a couple of lines a little bit that make me seem to believe that he's starting to get the feeling as well that from a coaching standpoint, there's something that needs to change because I've seen a lot of coaching staffs dig their heels into their scheme, their way, they're teaching. I'm telling them how to do it. I'm teaching them how to do it. They're just not doing it. And if you're doing that, you're taking away the communication from this and you're taking away the lead, which is two fourths, half of the key characteristics of any leadership environment. And if you do that, I've, I've never seen it work. And I've always seen it end up with coaching staffs getting fired. Well, so, you know, <laughs> I don't think anybody's getting fired anytime soon, but could I see after this year, if it goes horribly, right. absolutely. Yeah. And I just, and just to be clear, I'm not talking about like, if, you know, say Jack Del Rio doesn't switch to right. a man, he's going to be fired right. before week five. I'm just saying from a, from a leadership standpoint, leaders who dig their heels in on ineffective approaches and, 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 and ideals that are re resistant to change and refuse mm -hmm. to acknowledge perhaps the flaw in their own structure and change their leadership styles and approaches to fit their people typically end up without jobs. No, I, I agree with you. I mean, you have to be flexible, but you also have to, you know, like, I don't know if it's as easy as just flipping the switch because there's a lot of things broken here. Uh, you can try some different things. You can definitely get a little bit more aggressive and playing man is more aggressive than playing zone. Just like blitzing is more aggressive than just trying to count on four guys getting home. Uh, but they're going to have to take some chances because they have no other choice. Nothing conservatively, quote unquote, is working right now. I can tell you that. Um, for me, Real quickly, my main takeaway is, you know, and this kind of goes hand in hand with what you were just talking about. Atlanta is going to be a little bit easier of a target to zero in on, specifically at the quarterback spot. Matt Ryan is a guy that can move around a little bit, but he's not Josh Allen. And he doesn't have the same arm strength and mobility as Josh Allen. Uh, and and same thing for Justin Herbert in week one. So here's what I would say. This is a big week, obviously, for Washington for many reasons, of which we've already discussed. Will they play man? Will they blitz more? All of that stuff. But here's what I know, David. You go on the road in what essentially amounts to a must-win game, right? Because you do not want to be one and three having lost to Atlanta, even though they beat the Giants at yeah. the buzzer. It's essentially a must-win game. Don't forget, Kyle Smith is there, too. So you want to, you know, kind of maybe mm -hmm. serve him up. Uh, and L with his new organization. But on top of that, I think 
Matt Ryan and defending him will be a little bit easier because he's not as mobile and therefore, again, as good yep. throwing on the run as Josh Allen was and is. So that makes it naturally a little easier for the defense. And again, as a result of that, I would think you're going to probably blitz a little bit more, especially if you come out and not able to generate the pressure that we have not seen enough of with your front four. That's what you're going to have to do. But again, the target is a little bit easier to get a handle on than Josh Allen was in Buffalo. So that's my big takeaway, kind of blending both the loss last Sunday and into a little look ahead to the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday down in Atlanta. All right. This episode, guys, is brought to you by Rock Auto. Y'all know with the increasing number of makes and models, it's really impossible for your local auto uh, parts store to kind of stock all the parts you need and to get it for you at a fair price and to not take advantage of you. Well, I have an idea. David and I have an idea uh, on how you can avoid being taken advantage of, how you can avoid a dealership, how you can avoid the auto part chain stores uh, that, that quite honestly are making you pay for all of their overhead. Well, here's the idea and here's where we want you to go, rockauto.com. And the best part is, as we tell you all the time, you don't have to leave home. You could do it from your office if you're there. You could do it from your couch. You could do it from your kitchen table. Heck, you can do it from the toilet. Whatever you want, go to rockauto.com and you will save money and you will get whatever part you need, foreign or domestic, new or old, whatever you need, you're going to get it at rockauto.com. They've uh, been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years and making sure you, the do-it-yourselfer, has whatever you need at a fair price. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Hey, Chris and David. Uh, I love your show, man. I listen to it every morning uh, before I go to school and everything. It's, uh, it's really nice to hear. Um, just my analysis on the, on the game as a fan, it was really brutal to watch. Just, I mean, I wasn't expecting really a Washington win. Even the fan of me really wanted them to win, but they are a highly touted offense that just overpowers our defense at this point. I just knew it was going to be a, a kind of a high-scoring game for them, and they have Super Bowl aspirations, so I wasn't too shocked. But when I look at the when I looked at the game, uh, I mean Taylor Heineke, 
he did come out. I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. It was a tough environment uh, in that in that arena. I mean, fans were very loud, and it's a, it was a very tough place to, place to play. And it showed with our a lot of uh, penalties on all the offensive side of the ball. And Heineke just made a lot of bad throws and mistakes. I just I want to see on some of those throws. I just really want to see what he was looking at, but it was kind of tough. He just made a lot of bad decisions. And with that, I mean, we had a lot of three and outs, and which leads to our defense being out there more often. I just think if we could execute better on our offense, that just helps our defense a little bit more. And it's hard to be – I think it's hard for them to really get anything going if they have to keep uh, being on the field for that long. I just want y'all to take – like, I don't, I don't know where to put – I don't think there's a certain blend we put on, I think, all sides of the ball are at four. Wrapping up today's episode of Locks on Washington Football Team Podcast. Takeaway Tuesday, David Harrison and Chris Russell on Twitter at DHarrison82 at Russellmania621. And that caller, uh, I don't believe they identify themselves. So we don't know who you are, caller, but we do appreciate uh, your thoughts. And and really, you know, uh, the decision-making by, by Taylor Heineke, Chris, we, we've kind of talked about it. It's been talked about a lot. And obviously... Uh, not his best game from a decision standpoint. We'll have to see uh, how much he cleans that up against Atlanta. But then the complimentary football, I think that's that's a big part of this whole thing. And I don't think it excuses everything that's happening on the defense. But look, you know, the Washington offense, one drive in this game that, that lasted over five minutes, and it, it didn't come till the end of the game. Um, one other drive out of that that lasted three minutes or longer, and it was the drive right before that one. So every drive for that game before the last two lasted under three minutes, and that's always going to be a problem for your defense. I don't care who your defense is, but uh, I don't know that it explains all of this stuff, but it definitely, I mean, complimentary football or lack thereof is definitely a big problem for this team. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it also, you know, part of that is they were two of 11 on third down, but they made a couple of third downs in the first quarter, and yet they hurt themselves. They took a penalty on an offensive pass interference on a Terry McLaurin third down catch. Logan Thomas had a fumble on a third down catch, which would have been a first down. Uh, and I guess counted as one of those two conversions. Um, and, and they had a measurement issue, uh, if you will, along the sideline where they thought they got a first down, but really there was no evidence for it. So they hurt themselves in so many other ways. You know, we could talk about balance. We could talk about coaching. We can talk there's not one thing that's broken here, and it feels a lot like early last year. Um, but I think we knew the main problem that was broken early last year. Right now, I think so many things are broken. I'm not sure if they know exactly what to fix. Yeah, there's, a, there's a lot going on there, and that leads to our final takeaways of this game for to this episode. Uh, and Chris, my final takeaway from this game is we can see now why Ryan Fitzpatrick was brought in. Uh, in the first place, Taylor Heineke for, for every, every positive that he is. And, and listen, I'm not selling on him, uh, but I also didn't buy on him last week after the New York giants win. Right. I'm also not selling him. It's, it's not over. You know what I mean? And, and Taylor's going to get some more chances. And even in the loss, you saw some flashes of some things that he can do. Um, I think this loss is going to give him a really valuable opportunity to grow, or it's going to give him a really important opportunity to clam up and go into his shell. And that's really kind of, what we're going to see in Atlanta, like you mentioned, it's a little bit of an easier matchup defensively and offensively. And if Taylor comes out there, presses too hard, right? You've heard me say it before. You can't try. You just got to go do it. If he goes out there trying too hard to make things happen, we may see a, a similar performance to what we saw on Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. If that's the case, this could be a situation. And, and you know, unfortunately, it happens where quarterbacks 
you know, you can call it the yips, you can call it whatever you want, but sometimes quarterbacks get in kind of this spiral of, I need to make it happen, need to make it happen, need to make it happen. And you usually end up hurting yourself more than you end up helping your team. And hopefully we don't see that with Taylor, but I think the veteran savvy, the experience of what a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick brings in, not a hall of famer, not a super bowl champion, but I think you see now why a guy like that was targeted with Taylor Heineke being the best quarterback on this roster. Uh, I'm going to end with my second takeaway here, which is this team as bad as Sunday was, maybe this is the wake up call that they needed. Maybe this is the slap to the face, the bucket of water, ice cold water over your head that wakes you up from a summer long slumber. Maybe this is the turning point of the season. Or maybe this is just a harbinger of doom for things to come, David. But I will tell you this. <laughs> if they don't respond with a better effort, a better performance, a better job executing, uh, then it's going to obviously be a very, very, very long season. But I think this could be could be the wake-up call that they actually needed. Hopefully. Hopefully it could be. Yeah. No doubt about it. All right. So thank you guys to uh, all of you for listening. Uh, and as well who, uh, um, from uh, LP in New Jersey uh, and also the unknown voicemailer uh, at the end of the show that we just heard from. Guys, please make sure you leave us your name so that we can properly address you. Uh, we want to do that. We want to give you credit and we want to thank you personally for listening and contribute uh, to the show, but we just need to know that information. All right, guys, again, thank you for making the Locked On Washington football team podcast your first listen of the day. For your second, why don't you check out the new Locked On Bets podcast? Tell you about it all the time. Your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast. If you want to contribute via the voicemail, which we love, please do so and leave us your name. 301-615-3577. That's 301-615-3577. Or if you prefer the email route, that's lockedwftpod at gmail.com. Lockedwftpod at gmail.com. That's going to do it for us, Washington football fans. Thanks again for joining us. Remember, we are free and available on all platforms. For David Harrison, Washington football team, beat writer for SI.com's Fan Nation, I'm Chris Russell. Uh, one half of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980 with Pete Medhurst. We'll be back with another new episode soon. Don't anywhere on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? 
Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 